Most of you know this, today is Vision Sunday. It's a little bit different. Are you excited about it this morning? Anybody bring a vision list with you today? Hold it up, let me see it. Glory to God, is he speaking to you about the future? Well, that's what today's about. So do me a favor, go ahead and have a seat. We're gonna jump right into this this morning. For those of you who are with us today for the first time, like I said, this is a little bit different today. Uh, we take one Sunday, actually, we take two Sundays. Vision Sunday's so big, it takes two Sundays. And uh, we spend some time talking about vision, what it is, where it comes from. And then we talk about the vision that the Lord's given us for this place, this family that you and I are a part of together. And uh, we have a great report to share with you this morning. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to remind you of some of the scriptures we looked at together last week. Let's pray over this word today and we'll jump into it. Lord, we love and worship you. You have been so good to us. You are a faithful Father God. You're kind, you're merciful, and you're gracious. So we come before you this morning, and we come before your word, and we ask you for eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand. We want eyes that see Jesus and ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in him, who he is in us, but we also want eyes to see what you see concerning our future, the future for this house and every house represented in here today. We thank you, Lord, that even though there may be some details we don't see, we know you, and we know you're good, and we know you hold the future, so our future is good. Our future is bright, and there are glory days that we're in now and glory days that are just ahead of us. We ask you for your help with this today and the presentation of it and the understanding of it, and we give you all the praise for the good things you've done, the great things you're doing, and the greater things that are yet to come in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We began last week by looking at what the scripture said in the book of Habakkuk chapter two. And of course, when you start talking vision, this is one of the first places people go to in the word. And it's a good thing. Verse one, the prophet said, I'll stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. Vision comes when you're looking for it, when you are expecting it, when you are setting yourself to see it. And that's what he said here. I will watch to see what he would say to me. And then verse two, you know this, the Lord answered and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now connected to that is verse four. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Can you say that last part with me? The just shall live by faith. That ought to tell you that the vision you get that comes by revelation from time in the word and time in prayer and time in worship, whatever God speaks to you concerning your future, it's going to take faith to walk it out. It's going to take faith to believe God to provide for it. It's going to take faith to see it clearly. It's going to take faith to believe that you can become what God's called and created you to be. And this is the reason many people choose to live without vision. They get a glimpse of what God's called them to. And then the first thing they do is look back to who they are right now and where they are right now. And they think there's no way that I could ever be that. There's no way I could ever do that. So instead of running towards the vision in faith, they run from it in fear, but not us. Amen. Amen. Now he gave us some very specific direction here. He said, write the vision. And that's what we've asked you to do over the last several weeks is get together as a family just like this and in your living room together with your kids, your family, and write what the, Lord's, what the Lord's talking to you about for your future and the vision that he has for your life. Write it down. But he said, write it so that he may, who reads it, can run with it. So the instructions here are write it, read it, and run with it. Can you say that out loud with me? Write it, read it, and run with it. Now, why would he ask us to write it down? It seems like a simple instruction, and you think, man, if it was really that great and that awesome, would I need to write it down? You absolutely would need to write it down. Why? Because the tendency of human nature is to forget. 
The tendency of, of human nature is to let it slip. I mean, have you ever done that before? Have you ever thought to yourself, what was that? What was that I was going to do? What was that he said? What was that that I heard? And it seemed so big and so great at the time. And you thought, well, I'll never forget that. And then later that afternoon, you're like, wait, what was that again? Well, human nature has a tendency to let things slip. And you add to that the environment that the enemy of your soul has created, which is to distract you which is to pull your attention away from things that are important. So when the Lord speaks to you specifically regarding your vision, what should you do? Write it down. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter two, he says, therefore we must give more earnest heed to the things we've heard, lest we drift away. The Amplified Bible says, since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever. To the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. He's given us a warning here. If you're not paying attention to these things, they'll get away from you. They will slip away. And if you've gone before the Lord as a family or an individual over the last several weeks and said, Father, I'm hungry to know your vision. And if he has spoken to you some things, as wonderful as they are, if you don't write them down and if you don't go back and read them, they will slip away. That's the significance of writing it and reading it. But then what was that third instruction? Run with it. There's nothing magical that occurs when you write something down. There's nothing mystical that takes place just because you put pen to paper. It's all of these things working together. It's writing it it's going back to it and reading it on a regular basis, and then it's running with it. It's putting action to your faith. Amen? And that's what we're going to talk about today. You have to take a step when you run, and faith without works is death. Yes, it is. And so you want to take, find out what the first step is and just start putting one foot in front of the other. I just had it come with my heart that a lot of people have been felt like they were stuck and the reason you're stuck is because you are afraid to take a step. It just may take one step. And then when you take that little bit of that step, you'll get light. And then you'll know the next step to take. And then you'll get more light. And then you'll know the next step to take. And then you'll be walking in the light. Then you'll be running in the light. Amen. So you want to just take, put one foot down in front of the other. And if you haven't had an answer on something or you've had a, maybe it's a lingering sickness or like a lingering problem in your family or a lingering, take some time to seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, what is the first step? What is the step? And then start to run. And when you run, then you'll start to see that dream fulfilled. Amen. And, and the last verse I wanted to share with you goes right in line with what Sarah is saying. It's from the book of Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 22. The Lord is speaking to this prophet and he said, son of man, what is this proverb that you people have about the land of Israel, which says the days are prolonged and every vision fails. The Lord's speaking to him. He says, what, what is this saying that I keep hearing you guys throw around? That, that the days are prolonged, that time keeps going by, and the visions, the prophecies don't come to pass. The Lord's getting tired of hearing his people complain that they're not seeing happen what the vision was, what the prophecy was. He says, what is this proverb? What is this thing I keep hearing you talk about? And the people had gotten to a place that when the prophet would speak, it, they would they would hear it in such a careless way and think, you know, we've heard these visions before. We've heard these prophecies before. And look, 10 years has gone by and it still hadn't happened. And the Lord wasn't happy with hearing about this. And he said to him in verse 23, tell them therefore, thus says the Lord God, I will lay this proverb to rest <laughs> and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say to them, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. Amen. What I want to submit to you before we jump into what, what the Lord accomplished in our 2021 vision, what we see moving forward for 2022 is don't ever let yourself get weary in well-doing. And there's a temptation 
when you've written something down and man, I got a word from God. And those first few days after you got that word, it's easy to be excited. It's easy to be shouting for joy. But like, you know, when it hadn't come to pass it on Monday by 830, like, what's the deal, Lord? I thought we had a vision here. I thought there was a plan. Don't grow weary and don't be guilty of saying these things take too long. These things don't come to pass. What's this word saying? He said, the days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. The uh, 28th verse said, therefore say to them, thus says the Lord God, none of my words will be postponed anymore, but the word which I speak will be done. Let's remind ourselves of that all the time. And, And there is a time factor in some of these things. They don't always all happen within a 12 month time period. You're going to see things today that were totally accomplished. You're going to see other things today where we made progress on them. Some things you'll see that we carry over into our next year's vision. Why? Because it didn't happen in the year before. And, and I honestly, I kind of like it when people say, pastor, what do I do when I haven't seen what I'm believing for? Because that is the easiest question to answer. You know what the answer is? Keep believing. Don't stop. Just keep with it. Stay with it. Don't give up on it. And if you're going to believe for something big, that's good. Stretch, believe big. But if you're going to believe big, be ready to stand long. Be ready to endure. Be ready to stick with it. Be ready to stay with it. Amen. So keep those things in mind today regarding your vision, the vision that the Lord's given you for your family, and of course for this family as well. And I want to remind you today of what the Legacy Church statement is. You hear us refer to this often, but this is what the Lord's told us, uh, what we're about and what our assignment in this ministry is. We are a local church with a global call. We're a local church with a global call, which is to serve our generation with the Word of God teaching them how to live by faith in the day of grace, how to experience a whole life prosperity, and how to raise their families in the household of faith. That's our assignment. And there's a lot of things that you could fill in underneath that, but in broad strokes, that's what this church, that's what this ministry is about. We're a local church, but we've got a global assignment. And that is to serve our generation. And that comes straight from the word of God, from the book of Acts, talking about King David says that he served his generation. That's our assignment to serve our generation because every generation serves as a bridge from the one before to the one coming next. We have an assignment church to build a bridge from the generations that have gone before us and the revelation of God and his word that they've given us. It's not supposed to stop with us. Amen. It's supposed to go to our kids and grandkids and to the generations that are yet to come. That's the assignment on this place to serve our generation all over the world. Teach them how to live and walk by faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. We want to teach people how to experience prosperity in every area of their life. Prosperity in their relationship with God, their relationship with other people, prosperity in their physical health, prosperity in their heart, soul, mind, body, materially, financially, spirit, soul, and body. And we want to teach other people how to raise their families in a house of faith. Because like I found out growing up in a household of faith, it's different in this house. Come on, I said it's different in this house. We live different in this house. We walk different in this house. We talk different in this house. We believe different in this house. And we want other people to experience what it's like to grow up in a house of faith where you believe big. You build your life on the foundation of the word of God. You trust him to be who he said he would be. You trust him to be like we've already said today, your source and your supply for everything you need, all that you desire, the savior of your life, the healer of your body, the restorer of your relationships. Come on, I'm preaching now. This is what it's like to grow up in this house of faith, and we want other people to experience it as well. So that said, everything we talk about in our vision list has to come up under that assignment and that mission. So we've broken our vision list up into three categories. Did you do that? Number one, kingdom first. 
answering and knowing what will we sow? What are we going to sow? And in 2021, a year ago right now, we got together as a church and we made the commitment that we were going to set aside 15% of all the income. You see this up here. They came into Pearson's ministries. Now that's the ministry that Sarah and I have had for more than 10 years together now before we started the church. The Lord, like we've said to you before, has added to us partners from all over the world. And uh, we have determined to set aside last year 15% of all the income that came from Pearson's ministries. And we put that in our God account. What is a God account? It's, a, it's an account that we have that's separate from all other funds in the ministry. We don't use anything in that account to pay bills. We don't use it for salary. We don't use it to keep the lights on. We don't use it for anything other than our giving and what the Lord tells us to do to bless other people outside the walls of this church. So last year we made the commitment as a part of our vision that we would set aside 15% from the Pearson's Ministries income and that we would also set aside 11% from the Legacy Church income. That's what comes in Sunday mornings here through your tithes and your offering. What is 11%? It's tithe plus 1%. And we said that we would do that this, this past year in 2021. And you can see under there, we've accomplished that. We did it. As a matter of fact, Pearson's Ministries actually sowed 18.34% of its income. And Legacy Church, you, you sowed 14.34% of your income. So over and above what we committed to do. Somebody say accomplished. We did it. So moving forward in 2022 as a part of our kingdom first vision list, we are committing to set aside 16% of the PMI income and 12% of the legacy church income. Now what we're doing is just increasing, just increasing by a percent. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but folks, look, we're in this for the long haul. I am fully expecting to be sitting right here 10, 15, 20 years from now, looking at many of you in the face and having added another 10, 15, 20% to that. But you do it. You just take step after step after step. Now, Sarah and I are doing the same thing in our personal finances. We're increasing our giving. We do it the exact same way. We look at the percentage and we set that aside week after week after week. So I just want you to know, we're not asking you to do anything that we're not doing as a husband and a wife and what we're doing in this ministry. And uh, totaling this up through that giving, you supported 18 other ministries outside the walls of this church. And because... You've done that. We, you've given to people who are doing things we're not doing. You know, there's a lot of kingdom things that would be awesome things to do, great things to do that, that God hadn't told us to do. So what do we do instead? We support people who are. There are people who are doing an amazing job feeding and clothing and, and helping people who have been hurt by disasters. Now, we don't have you know, our hands personally set on that. We don't have boots on the ground in those areas, but we find people who do. And you've sowed into ministries, tens of thousands of dollars into other people who are doing those things. So that's one of the big reasons we give. Another big reason we give is it gets us off our mind. That's one of the reasons you need to be a giver. I'm not telling you, you have to give here. I'm telling you just be a giver. Do what the Lord tells you to do with it. Why? It gets you off your mind and you need you off your mind at least a few minutes every day. Get you off your mind. And one of the best ways to do that is give to somebody, find somebody. And it's not even just based on what you think they need. Go where the Lord tells you to go. Sow where the Lord tells you to sow. Give and bless who the Lord tells you to bless. You don't know who is using their faith right now. And if you'll do it, not just based on need, you'll find that the Lord connects you with people who are in faith and believe in him. You will be an answer to their prayer. Get you off your mind. One of the big reasons we uh, give outside of ourselves is the Lord blesses our giving. And I'm going to prove that to you here in just a moment. But I, I wrote this down. And one of the big reasons we give is it's so much fun, guys. It is so much fun. To send something to somebody that didn't ask for it, that didn't put any pressure on us. They just were in faith for it and you, you, you bless them. And, and you have done some big giving over 2021. And to see the joy that it brings to them, it is that much fun. 
So you can see here for our 22 vision list, we've upped our kingdom first, and I believe we're going to meet that and exceed it in Jesus' name. All right, moving on to the next part of our vision list. Is there anything you want to add about our giving? Okay. Go ahead. Move on, guys. The second part of our vision list is to know what we owe. Any debts, any obligations that we have, to be aware of it, to not ignore it, to not bury our heads in the sand and pretend that we don't have debt. That's not being honest. And one of the things you don't want to do is get behind. You, do, you don't want to, even if you're having a hard time making a payment, don't ignore it. Don't just skip it. A man or a woman of character will actually reach out to the person they owe. Make contact with them. Don't wait for them to come knocking on your door. Don't wait for your phone to ring off the hook. You go to them and say, listen, I know I owe you this. Here's my plan. And even if you can't make that whole payment, whatever it is, that week, that month, do something. Do you hear me? Do something. Why? Because when you signed your name to it, you made a commitment. I will make these payments. And the Bible says it's the wicked person that does not pay, that borrows and does not pay. So do something. Be aware of what you owe. Do what you can do and ask the Lord for help. Ask the Lord for extra to be aggressive about paying it off. Now, when it comes to the church and the ministry, we have one debt and it is on this property that we're on. We bought a 30,000 square foot building. We're on 152 acres and Sarah and I sought the Lord about it and got counsel from some of our leaders and encourage us. Just take a step guys. Just take a step. We didn't have everything we needed to buy the whole place cash debt free, but we knew this was our place and they said, just take a step. So we did. We took a step. And since what let's see, we closed in June of 2019, May, excuse me, May of 2019. And in that time, we have paid off over 32% of that whole note. Glory to God. So that leaves 67.4% remaining. And uh, I want you to know I've been before the Lord about this because I want this gone. Anybody else with me on that? I want this gone. They call it debt freedom for a reason. It's freedom, man. And it is fun to be free. And it's the will of the Lord that we be free. And I've gone before the Lord several times about this. What's the plan? What do you want us to do? Do we need to be putting big chunks on it right now? And every time I pray about it, I hear this. Cast the care onto me. I've wanted to come before you about it. I, you know, we got close to starting a big project to pay it off. And I think in the last year we probably could have, but I, we've got to do what the Lord tells us to do first. So what we're doing right now, is we're casting the care of it onto him. We're making our payments. We're adding to it as the Lord enables us and leads us to. But I wanted you to know this is where we are with it right now. And we are calling this place paid for in Jesus name, bought up. Uh, what was it? Uh, bought up, built out, glory to God. And uh, we're not going to take 30 years or whatever that note is. This thing is going to happen quickly. And the Lord has already enabled us to do quite a lot on it. So be in faith with us. We'll be in faith with you concerning your debts, whatever obligations you have. And I believe the Lord would do something for this family to free us up, to see that we are free and that we owe no man anything but to love him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So the big thing is that you, that you be aggressive about it and that you do what it takes to make these payments, be a man or a woman of your word, and then trust the Lord to help you get it, get it knocked away, get it cleared away in a miraculous amount of time. And each and every one of us can experience the freedom that comes with that. Thank you, Lord. Anything about that? Are you sure? Yeah. All right. All right, guys, moving on. This is where it gets fun. Believing big. Did anybody write anything down over the last week or so? Did the Lord lead you to believe for something that, that if you were honest, just seemed too big for you? That's good. It's good if it's too big for you. That's you recognizing that even if it is too big for you, come on, help me. It's not too big for him. Nothing 
is impossible with God and nothing is impossible with anyone who will believe. So we, we wrote some things down in 2021 and we were believing big. And what does it mean to believe big? It's asking ourselves or making this statement. This is what we would do. This is what we would have if money were no object. And many people find it hard to even think that way. The first thing they think when they, they see something, how much is it? How much is that going to cost? How much is that going to set me back? And the Lord's asking us to think bigger than that. Not to see ourselves as our own source, but to see him as the source. And what would we do? What would we have? Where would we go? How would we bless others if money were no object? And I want to go over some of the things we wrote down in 2021. And I want you to see what the Lord accomplished for us in this church family over the last year. Now, you're going to see three things with each one of these items. You're going to see things that were accomplished. That means it was done. It was marked off. You're going to see other things where we made progress. So that means there's still some yet to go. But that's awesome. Do you know how many people fail to see where they're making progress? They just think because it's not done yet that, that they haven't made any progress. And that's not true. Sarah already said it. Faith is a walk. Faith is a walk. And you can't get upset because of where you are and you look, well, why am I not there yet? Why am I not there yet? Why am I not there yet? Keep walking. Take steps towards it. And that's, that's what I want to ask people sometimes when they get so frustrated and they think, my faith's not working. My faith's not working. I want to say to them, well, where were you yesterday? Because if you're further along than you were the day before that, you're making progress. That's faith. And guess what? God loves it. He's so pleased with it when you and I are making progress. So you're going to see that in our vision list. And you're going to see things, we've labeled them carryover. That means, that means we've not gotten there yet. They're still on the list, but we don't give up on them. We just bring them over to the next year and the next year if we need to and the next year if we need to. Because some of this, folks, if we're going to believe big, what do we got to be ready to do? Stand long. So what was the first thing we had on our 21 vision? one more thing about that. Yeah. I just, I keep thinking about, you know, with your vision, there's never, you can never compare it to anyone else. You can never compare your things to other people's things or what you have to someone else. And, and if you do that, you will keep yourself limited. You'll keep yourself small. And you don't ever want to look at what somebody else has and, and think, well, I should be there. Or why am I not there yet? Or why, why haven't I accomplished that? Or why haven't I been able to receive that? Or why hasn't my faith worked on that? No, listen, this vision is between you and the Lord. Amen. This, to be the real deal, you got to get your eyes off other people. Amen. You got to have something real with God. You got to have something genuine that is so special and so sweet and so wonderful that you're thankful for the littlest thing. You're thankful for the smallest bit of increase. You're not looking at somebody else and thinking, why am I not there yet? No, you are thankful and just just so in awe of what God does in your own life. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on the prize set before you. Keep your eyes, don't get your eyes on other people. And it'll keep you enjoying, it'll keep you from uh, being unhappy. It'll, the joy of the Lord will just fill up your days and you'll stop living, uh, comparing yourself That's to good. other people. Amen. So your vision is special. It should be special. It should be wonderful. You should be in awe of it. You should, you know, you, you should magnify your office. You should magnify the things God gives you. That's right. You know, Sarah and I have, we have to face the same temptation and even in church because there's so many churches and ministries around the world that you could look at and think, man, look what they're doing. Look how they're reaching people. Look how they've grown. And there is a temptation to want to compare yourself to that. We have to face that. We've got to resist that same thing. And it's, it's actually possible to become more familiar with the call of God on somebody else's life or ministry than you are with the one on your own, just by staring at them the whole time and comparing yourself to them the whole time. Folks, we got to get free of that. We have got to get free of that and get thankful, just like she's saying, thankful, thankful, thankful. Because as long as you're comparing yourself to what somebody else has, saying you don't have that, that just proves one thing. You're not thankful for what you do have. 
And it's thanksgiving that enables us and, and creates in us a greater capacity to receive more. So no more comparing, right? Thank you, Lord. What was the first thing on our Believing Big vision list last year? We said we wanted to host Dedication Weekend. Was there anybody here that was at Dedication Weekend in May of 21? That was an awesome weekend for us. My grandfather, Brother Copeland, came. Our pastor, Keith Moore, came and ministered to us. We did a two-night thing, Saturday night, or excuse me, a a two-day thing, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And it was an awesome weekend. The Lord really met us. We had over 500 people here on the property. It was such an exciting time. And a part of that, we had set ourselves in agreement to sow big time into those two ministries. Now, why those two ministries? It's because those two ministries, more than any others, have what are what have given life to Sarah and I and have put faith in us in a way that we are so grateful for, I would say eternally thankful for. And we wanted to sow back into them and the outreaches of their ministries. So you, as a family, sowed $50,000 into Kenneth Copeland Ministries and the same weekend, you sowed another $50,000 into Faith Life Church and More Life Ministries. So that was $100,000 that went out in the matter of 24 hours. And it's an exciting thing, like I've said already. It's fun, man, to get to do, get to do that. We're not paying somebody for something. We're honoring, honoring our elders, honoring those who have, have spoken the word of God over us. But what was so cool, and I don't think I really connected these dots until a couple of days ago. We sowed $100,000 on the same day that we launched that plan to expand project, believing God for a million. You remember that, right? And as of what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we crossed over that million dollar mark. We've had something like 108, 110% come in on that project. And do you realize that over a million dollars came in in less than nine months? And I didn't connect the dots quick enough. You sowed, church. You sowed 100,000 and a million came in like that. I'm telling you, the Lord blesses your giving. Here's the proof of it right here. And he's enabling us and strengthening us. So the the thing that I got out of that was before you get going on something, some project, sow before you go. (laughs) Because that sowing is what opens the door to the increase that you need to get it done. So we we said we wanted to do this, and we did it. It's accomplished. Glory to God. And uh, we can call that a mark off. Moving on to this next part. We also said that we were believing God for some sanctuary finishes. Uh, We really had done just enough to get the doors open and start having services, and there were still some things we needed to do. And in this, we've made a lot of progress. We've purchased, I think, right about 30 light fixtures in here. We did some things on the stage and throughout the building, um, throughout the sanctuary. Some of these things cost tens of thousands of dollars, but glory to God, we had it on hand. The Lord enabled us to do it. There's still more we want to do, so we're going to carry that over and keep that on our 2022 vision list, Believe in Big, to finish out the sanctuary and, and a lot of spaces throughout the building as well. Yeah, um, and you can see here a lot of the things that we've done. A lot of it won't be a whole lot to you, um, curtains and lights and and acoustic panelings and so on, but I just wanted you to see where uh, some of your finances have gone into uh, finishing out the sanctuary. Uh, What's this next part? Go ahead. We also said we wanted to invest in and expand the outreach of Legacy Television. Now, we've made some progress here. Uh, Again, we've purchased some more equipment, but this is something we're going to carry over into our 22 vision list as well. There's still some expansion we want to do. And this goes back to what I told you earlier. We're a local church with a global call. And a part of that global assignment is legacy television. Has anybody ever seen it? (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't ask that. Um, It's it's on on, uh, the Victory Network. We're on a couple of different networks in places around the world, in Europe and in Africa. And of course, it's available to you on YouTube or through the Pearson's Ministries website. But it's basically what you're getting in church, just in bite-sized chunks. And this is one of the ways we help get this word out to people all over the world. And we want to see this expand. We want to see it grow. Sarah, I want you to talk a little bit about this next one. Go ahead and go to the next part. We said in 21, we wanted to write, record, and release new music. Is anybody in here that enjoys worship on a Sunday morning? 
Glory to God. I think our guys are doing such an excellent job, and I so appreciate the hard work they're putting into it, and they are really honoring the Lord by what they do. And, and this is something that's been big in Sarah's heart for years and years and years. And I wondered if there was anything you wanted to add to or say about what our vision is for the music coming out of the church. I had heard one time um, a man of God say that anytime there is a great move of God in a place, there's always music that accompanies it. And that is, um, you know, I've had it in my heart for a long time that we would be a church that when the Holy Spirit is there and moving and there's, there's a fresh anointing, that there's fresh songs, that there's new songs and there's things, things that come out of the, the ministry of the word and there's themes that happen, you know, our year long thing better than ever. There should be songs that come out of that. And so we are called to bring music to the body of Christ. This is part of our assignment. And um, it, so many times that when the, the, the Lord is moving in a service, the word and the worship should be working together and should be moving together and things should be happening and, and they should move in and out of each other and, um, and the Holy Spirit should be able to move during those times. And just like I said this morning, when David played for Saul, things happened. Uh, the presence of the Lord was able to drive out the enemy. And you know, that's the, you want people to come into this place that are hurting and that um, are, are, are troubled and that are harassed and you want them to leave free. And part of that is the music and the worship um, in a place. And it, you know, we, we want it to be real. We want it to be very genuine, like in spirit and in truth. And we want people to really experience God. We don't want it to be a show. We don't want it to be entertainment but we want it to be real and we want God to be in, in every part of it and we want him to be able to inhabit our praises. And so um, our heart for this whole thing is that we would continue to develop these songs. We've probably got about 10 new songs right now. We sing them periodically in church. We did one this morning. It's an original song, um, but we do these songs because they're, the, they're what's coming out of this. They're authentic and genuine and they're an original and they're not a copy of anything else. And so that is God's will for the church. When there is fresh revelation, there is fresh worship and fresh songs. Yeah. So all that to say is we're gonna be pressing into this more and more. And um, you know, if you have a heart to be in the music ministry of this church, you know, um, you really we pray over all of it. A lot of, some of those things take time, but begin to pray, pray with us over those things. And um, we're, pressing in to record some new music by the end of the year, but they take a lot of time. The songs take time to develop. You know, they're, they, they have to be crafted. They have to be worked on and we'll play them in here a long time before they're ever really fully finished and ready. We're, we're, you're like our guinea pigs, you know? So, um, in a good way, <laughs> uh, well, I'm not calling you animals. Um, <laughs> You're wonderful, amazing people of God. Um, but all that to say is be believing with us because, you know, that sometimes worship can carry uh, the presence of God into places that even the word, the printed word won't go or the spoken word won't go. And then it opens doors for those things to come about. So it's very precious to God. And you see um, praise and worship all through the word and what it does. I mean, the glory of the Lord is able to fill the house of God. So we're gonna be pressing into those things yeah. more and more. And um, we are doing it, but it, it is, uh, you know, it's t it takes steps and we're taking one step at a time. So by the end of the year, we'll look forward to, to recording some new music. And when we do, we would love it if you were all here um, to record with us and yeah. sing with us. Yeah, lend your voice to it and make it a big sound. Choir, we love the sound of a big choir. Can I just say one more thing? I was praying about this this week and I had read something and I thought it was so special. I heard um, um, this was written a, a long time ago, but someone said that church growth, uh, a church growing and becoming a mighty move of God, always they've seen the same thing happen with it. This is like a minister that he's watched. Um, he's been a pastor, but he's watched over the years how um, churches grow. And they always have the same four things in common. He said they have a spirit of, of fellowship. They have a spirit of faith. They have a spirit of joy and they have a spirit of worship. 
And I believe that's what Legacy Church is. I see you guys loving on each other and we see that the, the joy of the Lord is like that we sang this morning, just rises among us. And we see that you are starting to fellowship with each other and love on each other. And we definitely know there's a spirit of faith that's coming out. So Amen. thank you guys for just participating and bringing your faith. That's right. Hey, we talk about the next one as well. Uh, we had put on our vision list that we wanted to see our service teams grow. Uh, those are the people who have said we want to volunteer and be a part of different teams throughout the church. And I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that growth and then, and then the, how many teams we've got and invite others to be a part of it. So if you are on a service team in here, will you raise your hand? Pretty much That's almost awesome. our whole church That's is awesome. on a service team. And the, the amazing thing to us, all of us in the office, is we look and we see all these forms and all these people that are so hungry to serve. And it's just awesome. I mean, honestly, serving is the heart of this church. And a lot of people don't get that. A lot of churches don't get that. But you know, the Bible is so clear about the helps ministry and all that it can accomplish. And you know, I have been, part of my calling in life has been to, to help and to be a blessing and to help where I can. Now we're starting to step into other offices that the Lord's called us to do. But you know, that's where you start. And if you wanna know, like, how do I even have a big vision? Where do I start? It's by helping someone else. Yes. It's by serving somewhere else. It's by serving. Now, if you don't have a ministry of your own, if you're not in the fivefold ministry, you, do, you are supposed to have a ministry somewhere. And if this is your local church, you should be serving in some capacity. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. And a lot of people wanna come to church and they wanna be fed. And it's good to be fed. But at some point in your walk with God, you wanna come and you also wanna serve. And you wanna take your part in the family of God. You wanna take up your place in, the business, in God's business. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I am about my father's business. When they couldn't find him, what his heart was focused kingdom first. Mm -hmm. This is a huge part of prospering in God is finding out and fulfilling your place in the ministry God has called you to. One of the greatest places to do that is in the local church. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have not yet um, gotten on a team or found your place, just start to ask, how can I help? How can I be a blessing? That's what ministry really is. How can I serve? How can I be a blessing? And so I'm just encourage you to find out. You can go back to the back and they have forms that you can fill out and be, to get involved and to be a part. But you know, you'll find whenever you join a service team, you will find a family within a family. And a lot of people want to know, well, where's the small groups? Well, the Lord hasn't instructed us to do small groups yet, but he has instructed us to do service teams. And those service teams are where you will find and you will make friends and you will be a blessing. You, you, don't, you won't understand how rich it is until you get involved, until, you know, be, joining a service team is, how, is one of the first parts to being planted in the house of God. You know, the Bible says, if you're planted in the house of God, you will flourish. And then it says, you'll still be bearing fruit in old age. Man, I love that promise. I want to live an old, I want to live a long life and I want to not just live, I want to flourish. So I want to encourage you guys to get planted in the house. And the, one of the main ways you do that is by serving. We have had so many people <laughs> serve in this church and it, y'all, it is awesome. It is so good to see. But one time we had our, um, it is, was anybody here for our fall feast? If you're on a service team, you were there. We had the people that came and catered the event. They said they walked in and they saw all the people that were in the room and all the seat, all the seats. And they said, what is this for? They thought it was the whole church meeting. We said, well, this is just a dinner for our service teams. And they said, what? You have this many people that volunteer in your church? I mean, really, honestly, it gives God a lot of glory yeah. that this many people would want to serve each other. So I just want to thank you guys for this year um, being a part and getting plugged in. It's, it's going to be really wonderful to watch what God can do. If you, you know, you, the heart of this church being to serve, just this last thing with that, Jesse Duplantis, I heard him teach one time and he said, you know, if you've ever heard his story of when he went to heaven, he said, everyone in heaven is going to each other, walking up to each other saying, 
how may I serve you? How may I bless you? That is the very atmosphere of heaven is serving. And we were believing God last year to see some growth in this area of our church. And you can notice on the screen, we actually from 2020 to 21, we increased 25% on our service teams. And so we've made great progress in that. And of course, we're going to carry that over. This is something we'd like to see go up and up and up year after year to see more people serving the Lord, more people serving each other, more people serving the families and the children of this church. And, and like Sarah has said, this is where you connect. This is the family within the family. People want to know about church membership. People want to know about, like she said, small groups. And this is where we point them. We say, look, find out if this is your place. And if you're new here, what I would recommend is come here for, I don't know, six weeks in a row or so. Wow. Church six weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, think of it. Uh, but yeah, come consistently, sit under the word, find out if this is your place. And if it is the very next step is finding out where you serve finding out where you serve the Lord and where we serve each other. So we saw great growth in this, made great progress. And uh, how many believe we can see some greater growth in it in 22? It's going to be great. And uh, you may be a part of that. So go before the Lord, find out what your part in it is. Moving on guys to this next part. We said we were believing God to sell the property that we had in Texas. And I don't know if you can read that or not, but it says sold. <laughs> Uh, this was so cool, church. We put this on the vision list one year ago, and I think it was less than a month we got a contract on it. And it was somebody coming from California going, oh my gosh, you can have this much for this little price? <laughs> and, and they offered us just about what we were asking for it. And it had already been on the uh, market for, I think, over a year and so we sold it at a great price. We didn't have any debt on that building. So all that cash came in and we we're able to do with it what the Lord told us to do with it and make great progress in some areas of the ministry. So check this out. It went on the vision list and it got accomplished. It's marked off. It's done. We will never see that place again as long as we live. Glory to God. Get out of my life. And we are free. Thank you, Father. Uh, what else did we have on our vision list from last year? We wanted to see some lobby remodel and expansion. And you know, like we've already said today, this project has been completely funded. Glory to God. And the only thing left now is the doing of it. Um, we have hired our architects. We've hired our, our engineers. We can now move into the next phase of hiring contractors. We can begin construction. We've started picking out finishes. All the uh, preliminary designs, all the renderings have been completed, all the research and the pricing that has needed to be done. And if you've ever built anything, you know that stuff takes time. But the great news is the money is sitting there. It's in the bank. It's ready to, ready to go. It's going, get me out of this bank. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to get to work. And uh, so that's getting ready to happen. And one of my goals is for you very soon to begin seeing the progress and I want us to be seeing visible progress week after week after week. Now, the construction part of this, it will take several months, but you know what? Time's going by quickly and it won't take long. You'll see this thing built out. It'll be beautiful. You'll have a whole space in this church that's just dedicated to you, fellowshipping with each other and enjoying the company of one another. And this is like a great big living room, a great big family room. And God has already helped us so much in getting uh, this much accomplished. And part of that expansion plan, moving on, was not just the uh, inside expansion, but the outside expansion as well. You can see here, uh, that's kind of an aerial shot of the property. We're believing God uh, to do some work in regards to the entrance to the property. And the Colorado Department of Transportation has asked us to make some improvements to the highway, which means we're going to have to put in a deceleration lane coming into the property. We're going to have to put an acceleration lane leaving the property. We need new signage. In addition to that, we want shuttle buses because as we expand the parking lot, we'd love to be able to give you a ride from wherever you park to the front door, especially on days when we've got snow coming in or something like that. So uh, a lot of what came in through that plan to expand project is already dedicated to this. I don't yet know. We don't have a final price on what it's going to cost to build out this whole thing. But as you can imagine, there can be some hefty price tags that go along with it. But we're believing God for some favor. 
We're believing God for favor with Colorado Department of Transportation. We're believing God for favor with contractors. We're believing God for favor when it comes to the materials that we need. And if you were just to look at the current market of things, uh, now is not the time people would tell you to start building stuff. Prices seem to be going up, but that doesn't phase us, okay? We know we are where we're supposed to be. We know we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And if nothing else, this just gives God an opportunity to say, watch what I can do. So I would ask that you be in agreement with us on this, that all the rest of the funds we need to do this come in quickly, that the project itself would take place quickly, and for all the favor that we need with anybody setting their hand to it. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, as a point of progress on this, we have hired engineers to uh, do the exhibit plans to submit to CDOT for final approval and permitting. And once we get that, that moves us to the next phase of contractor bids and blah, 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 blah. Moving on. What else were we believing for? This was exciting. We said we wanted to invest in our children's ministry. That's what happens to me. When they start talking construction stuff, I just sort of zone. Uh, it's not a good thing, but Lord help me. Uh, we said we wanted to invest in our children's ministry this year. And take a look. These are some of the things that we bought for our children. We bought this keyboard. We bought some new sound equipment. We, bought, uh, we invested quite a bit in the audio for them. We wanted them to have a, begin to have a great experience worshiping the Lord, being able to hear and see and everything that goes into putting on a wonderful service for them. We want our kids to experience the Lord and have times in his presence that mark their lives forever. And that's why we're investing in their ministry. And we did make some good progress in this. We're carrying this over to our 22 vision list because in this year, I am fully expecting to make some major investments in them. I have it in my heart. I know Sarah does too, for a children's ministry that is so big, so immersive, just how have we talked about it? Sensory overload, you know, where they just come in and it's awesome, but they leave thinking God is awesome. They leave in love with him, in love with his word. And that's why we're going to invest in it big time in 2022. Anything you want to say about our children's ministry? Okay. We're almost here to the end. Go to this next slide with me. These are some of the things that were on the list from last year that we are carrying over to our 22 vision list and beyond if we need. We want to build out our administrative offices. We want to update our commercial kitchen. There's still some more landscaping to be done. There are finishes throughout the building. I'm sure you've noticed that as you walk in. It still looks bare, but we're, we're making progress on it. We want to restore and remodel the ministry cabins. Uh, maybe you've seen this, but we've got nine cabins on the property just behind us. We own all of them. They're on our property, but they need a lot of love. And we've got great vision for them. We want to pour a lot of money into those to get them ready to receive ministers to come in. We want to minister to ministers. That's been in our hearts for a long time. And so we want to see that happen. So we're going to keep that on the vision list. I don't think it's time for us to start investing in that just yet. There's some other things we need to do, but we want to keep it in front of us knowing that it is part of the vision that God has for this, for this ministry. And then finally on our list is the ministry airplane that we need. And uh, I'm not letting that go. We've traveled quite a bit over 2021 and some in 22, and we need it. Uh, I don't know how much you're traveling now, but it's coming to the place where, to be honest with you, it's not fit. It's not fit to travel commercially much anymore. Now, we do it as we need to and as, as the Lord enables us to. And we've had good experiences, but that agitating spirit, it's like, I don't know how many demons try to get on every plane and just tick people off and agitate people. It's like another video pops up every day of some flight attendant and a passenger in a fist fight with each other. This is not good, folks. This is not good. The Lord's been good to us. He's been gracious and has provided for us. But I believe this is some equipment that we're going to need in this ministry. These things are not just luxury items. These things are not just things we'd, oh, wouldn't that be nice to have? No, it's equipment that is needed to get the job done. So we're going to keep that. Go ahead. And we do. Sarah's right. We have seed in the ground for this. This ministry has sown two airplanes into other ministries. And we know the Lord sees that seed and our harvest is coming in Jesus name. All right. Finally, 
This is what I want to do as we wrap this up. We've got the things that we're carrying over from last year's vision list onto this year's, and then these are the things we're adding to it. We're not going to add much to it, but number one, go ahead and put that up there. We are believing God to develop, like we've already mentioned, our children's and our youth ministry. And praise God. There are some things we need to do infrastructure-wise throughout the building. That lobby that you are building right now, I see it as like a giant domino, and it's the first one that falls. And it's going to knock down a bunch of other ones, but until that's done, there's some things we just can't do throughout the rest of the building. But part of getting that space built out is what would enable us to move on to building out some amazing space on the, uh, in the upstairs portion of the building and throughout the rest of the building that's just solely dedicated to our children and to our youth. And speaking of our youth ministry, we talked about it last week, but Sarah has an announcement to oh, make. Yes, you do. <laughs> so we are going to have our first youth event. Yay! Hey, woo! Um, it is going to be March... Can you go ahead? March 18th from 7 to 9. It's called Get to Know You Night. (laughs) All one word. Not really. Uh, Get to Know You Night. Friday, March 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. So please, please, please come if you are between the ages of 13 and 18. Correct? Yeah. And who's in here in that age group? Anybody? I know a lot of them are working. Hey, guys. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot that are working right now in um, kids and in different parts of the church, but... We are so excited. It's going to be a really good time. So you want to come. Very cool. So we'll talk more about it in the weeks leading up to it. But go ahead and write that on your calendar. Parents, put that down. Uh, Get to know you night. And we've got some of our most trusted leaders on our staff that we've asked to uh, head this up and put some great things together for our teenagers. And this is just a step. It's a step in this direction. But we have an assignment to minister to the whole family. And we love the young people of this church, and I'm excited about what we're putting together for them. And then finally, moving on, and this is the last thing. Uh, This is exciting. We have it on our vision list to host a three-day conference, and Keith Moore has already agreed to come. And what we're working on right now are those dates. Uh, I'm in communication with their office, and we will have those dates nailed down by the first of this next week. And we are excited about this. This will be three days dedicated to faith, to feeding on faith and bringing our faith up higher. You know, we're surrounded by peaks and elevation all around us. And it's a beautiful thing to look at, but it's something else for our faith to grow and our faith to be elevated to new places. And Jesus said it. He identified people who had no faith. He identified people who had some faith. And he identified people who had great faith. So our faith can grow. Our confidence in God and in his word can grow. And our church needs this. And I'm asking you, church, that when we release these dates and tell you when it's going to be, that you make it a priority to be here. You need it. I need it. We need this voice. It's the voice of an elder speaking into us sharing things with us from the word of God. And so many people are talking every day, all day right now about getting shots and getting booster shots and getting your second booster and your third and your 18th booster. And your faith needs boosters. Your spirit needs a booster. And that's exactly what this time together is going to be. And, and I experienced brother Moore coming to my church as a young person and a teenager. And every time He would come and others like him would come. My parents would say this as the leaders of our church. I remember mom saying this specifically and even dad. He would say, they always come with a word that changes the atmosphere. They come with the word that moves us to a new place. And that's what I expect to happen as the result of you and I getting together and dedicating consecrating three days to the Lord and saying, Father, nothing is getting between me and this word that you have for me. And even if I have to miss some things or even if I have to do something or not do something that I normally would, I'm going to be there. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to feed on it and my life will be changed forever by it. So we're putting that on our vision list. 
These things, of course, take a lot of finances and, and a big budget to put on, but the Lord's helped us. We've got the money, and I believe, in the bank to do it, and it's time. One of the reasons I don't have the dates yet, I had submitted to them some dates that were well into next year, actually fall, of, sorry, this year. And as Sarah and I talked about it just yesterday, my heart checked me so big on it and said, it's too far away. You need it sooner. So I had to call him back and say, I'm sorry, <laughs> but the Lord's corrected me. And I believe we need to look at something sooner. And so they're all for it. So like I said, in the coming days, we're going to be talking to them. And I believe by as early as next week or as late as the next, we'll have some dates for you. And you can put them on your calendar calendar because you're going to be there, right? That's right. Thank you, Lord. Is there anything else you want to add to it? Yeah. So why don't you stand up with us right now? We're going to pray over this. Forgive me, I've gone a little longer today than I intended to, but um, in addition to the church vision list here, Sarah and I have our family vision list. Do you have yours with you? Yes. One of the things we want to do before we go is hold this before the Lord and honor him and invite him, welcome him into this with us because without faith in him, none of this is possible. Just with the things we've put in front of you today, there are millions of dollars worth of vision on that list. There may be as much as that on, yours as li on your list as well. And without him, it's, it's impossible. But with him, all things are possible. So families, husbands, wives, if, if you have a list together, why don't you grab a hold of that with each other? If you're by yourself in here today, that's good too. Just hold that and hold it before the Lord. We're going to, like I said, ask him for his help in accomplishing these things. Guys, go ahead. Father, we come before you this morning with the vision that we believe you've instructed us to set our faith on. Lord, there are some big things in here. Lord, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. It takes a lot of finance to get some of these things done. Lord, it takes a lot to get this place paid off, but we look to you as the source of that. Lord, it takes a lot to build out offices. It takes a lot to expand lobbies and parking lots. Father, it takes millions of dollars to do these things. So we look to you as the source. We're not the source. You are. We're asking you for your help. We're asking you for greater grace to come on every one of us. And Lord, Sarah and I come into agreement with every member of this church family regarding their vision, the things you've told them to do. We, we set ourselves in agreement with them and we ask you, Father, for your supernatural help. We ask you for great grace to be on them, to enable them, to, to strengthen them, strengthen them physically, strengthen them spiritually, strengthen them financially to do all that you've called them to do and to not come short in one thing, but to accomplish it all to your glory so that other people will see how good you are and that they would be drawn to you by that goodness. We hold these things before you, Father, and we ask you for strength. We ask you for grace. We ask you for ability, and we fully expect to come together again a year from now and pull these things out and say, look what the Lord has done. Look how good he's been to us. Father, we ask you for your help in our children's ministry, for your help in our youth ministry. We know that children are precious in your sight. And so for that very reason, they're precious in our sight. That the young people of this church are precious to you. They're valuable to you. And for that reason alone, they're precious to us, valuable to us. So Lord, we take this step of faith in doing this first event. We don't know what's beyond it, but we do know that as we step by faith into it, you'll shed light on the next step and the next step and the next step. And a year from now, I say it in Jesus' name, we will have a thriving youth ministry where young people are coming and they're getting fed and they're getting encouraged and they're getting blessed and they're getting their lives changed and set on the right course, on the right track, and they're winning other young people to the Lord. And teenagers from this community, from these high schools and junior highs around us will be coming in.
and they'll be getting fed and they'll be getting equipped and they'll be going back out into their high schools, into their junior highs, and they'll be a light and a witness and a ministry to their peers, to their friends. And this whole area will be known for the move of God that is taking place among the young people in Jesus' name. We give you glory for it. We give you praise for it, Father. We thank you for the good things you've done, the great things you're doing, and the greater things that are yet to come. In Jesus' name. You believe that this morning? Thank you, Lord. Now listen, when God does something for you, when you get these mark-offs, what do you do? Glory story. You give God thanks for it, you give him praise, and you testify. Come on, church, testify of the good things God's doing in your life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you need someone to pray with you, there are several ways for you to contact us. Feel free to give us a call at 817-577-0180. You can also contact us through the Legacy Studios app or either of our websites. Giving options are available online at pearsonsministries.com and legacychurch.family. If you prefer, you can also text an offering. Simply text LEGACY and any dollar amount to the number 28950 and follow the prompts. Be blessed today. We love you. And remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.